Welcome to Rowdy's Gun Podcast. It's a podcast about guns. Brought to you by SweatSprings.com. Here's Rowdy. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today and tuning in. I, I'm pretty excited about today. Um, we have Jill Hamlin here. And uh, I think I put the B in there that time. I think so. Okay. All right. Sometimes I say it without the B and it, it's just kind of weird. But today we are going to talk about female shooters and how amazing they are. So I got to tell you, I want to start off with a story, Jill. I'm on the range a, a short time ago. And when I say short time, I mean, that's guy time. So that could be anywhere from last month to three years ago, right? right? <laughs> so you, you know what I'm talking about. So a short time ago, I was on the range and uh, we were doing this class. And on the class, there was uh, a couple of female shooters and then a couple of guy shooters. And just like every time, uh, everybody's ribbing each other. And they're like, hey, you know, making fun of other people. And I got to tell you, it was one of the coolest moments in the world. And I still remember this even to this day, which is saying something for being a guy. <laughs> but uh, on the range, they were kind of, um, they're making fun of the female shooters. But it wasn't a making fun of hey you shouldn't be on the range it was it was hey you're one of us now yeah. so we're going to make fun of you yeah. there's a little bit of a difference yeah, right yeah, yeah and so they're making fun of this uh this shooter and she gets up to shoot and she does one of the smoothest uh mag changes i've ever seen in my life and it was like slow motion this guy that was making fun of her was like watching her and she does this uh reload where it was just smooth and and it almost looked like a movie scene right and it, sh it shut everybody up, right, from that point on. <laughs> and some of the guys that might be listening, guys that are gun guys that are out on the range, they know what I'm talking about. Like when something like that happens, the respect level just goes through the roof, yep. right? So I say that because uh, lady shooters, female shooters, I don't know what you want to call that, but uh, they're taking over this sport of shooting and they're dominating it. Well, you know what they say, Rowdy, What's shoot like a lady. <laughs> they do say, they do say that and i wish uh and sometimes i've seen some ladies shoot and i'm like ooh, that's a that's a painful target right there so uh i know what you mean um but tell us a little bit about yourself um where you're from what you do for a job and we'll go from there okay uh my name is jill hamblin with a b with a b um <laughs> with, with a b um, I was raised predominantly in Southern Utah most of my life. Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart over Aww. 22 years. I have three amazing boys. Um, my husband and I own the Cedar Post Pawn Shop in Hurricane. Um, we've been doing that for about 16 years now, and with that goes hand-in-hand -hand firearms. Yep. And then I started training uh, handgun instruction. I'm an NRA handgun instructor. I started doing that about three years ago, as well as teaching uh, concealed carry classes for Utah and Arizona. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and that's, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you to be on this, on this podcast was because you do uh, a wide range. So you and I shot a video a while ago, um, about again, guy time, it could be up to three years ago. We shot a video for <laughs> the Southwest center about, um, firearms and locking them up. Right. And that was the, that was the first time I'd seen you on the range. And, um, it was kind of, it was interesting because everybody that was there, we were shooting this video. Uh, and I don't know if you knew this or not at the time, but we started asking you to do more and more things on the video. Like, <laughs> all right, we're going to have you run from here to here. You're going to shoot all these targets because, uh, you're kind of a badass. Oh, so <laughs> on the range. So I don't know if I, am I allowed to say that Sean? range okay i'm getting the okay so uh but you really are and so i was really impressed with with that and so thank you you 
you talk the talk, but you also walk the walk, which is pretty rare with a lot of gun gun people. Um, tell us what got you into shooting. Cause I mean, you're where you're at now. Were you always, did you just pick up a rifle and you were like, let's do this? So it's kind of a long time coming. My family grew up hunting. Okay. So grew up hunting and that kind of thing, but I was the oldest cousin and sibling. So I mostly had to babysit uh-huh. and didn't get to actually do it. So then when my husband and I got married, we, we started hunting and I actually got to participate and it was really awesome. Um, and then when we got into the firearms industry at the pawn shop, I really wanted to learn about guns more or less so I could sell them. I didn't want to be that ignorant person that didn't know. So I started kind of getting into that and then leaned towards self-defense and wanted to carry concealed carry. Um, so I started doing that forever. Um, and then we had a friend that took us to a four day defensive handgun training. Yeah. Um, just, you know, something that I never really thought I'd be super into, but I'm like, okay, if I'm going to carry, I probably should get some training. So we did that and that's what hooked me. It was <laughs> so empowering to learn, um, about safe gun handling. And then once you get the jitters out of the way and you actually learn how to handle them from then, it's all just fun. Okay. So super awesome. Cool. So, okay. So tell me about when you, when you kind of got on the range for the first time, what was the attitude towards you as, as a female shooter? The attitudes typically they're watching, like they might not know what they're doing and, and, you know, it can be a little intimidating to see a lot of um, people that are, that you assume are going to be way better than you. Um, But really it changed for me because more or less people are willing to help. They like to see people grow in that industry. The firearms industry, everybody's so into wanting people to learn about it and for it to grow that it was, they were actually super helpful. And I didn't feel intimidated after the initial shock and awe of being there. (laughs) Yeah. Were you offended at all? I mean, you you mentioned that people were just willing to be there and help you specifically. And, and I see that a lot with, uh, with classes that I've taught and I've had other range instructors with me and they see a, um, a lady shooter, a female shooter. They're like, Oh, I better hover and make sure that everything's good. Uh, did you ever get offended by any of that? I didn't get offended, but it made me definitely want to be good enough to not have to have somebody worry about my safe handling. So it made me want to be awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. So switching gears just a little bit on that. So you were, you were on the range, you've been instructed, you've been taught. Now you do that. You, right. you're, you're teaching, you teach the concealed carry class and you're teaching, um, personalized training as well, right? People yes. can con- contact you. So I want to go to the concealed carry class real quick for you. How recently we've had this change in our law in Utah. Um, where you don't have to take the concealed carry class to uh, to carry a firearm. We talked about this before on, on this show specifically. Have you noticed any change in any of your classes? Have you had a class in the in recently? Um, I have. I've noticed a slight change. It kind of dropped off for a, a minute. People were kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. But as soon as that happened, I kind of almost got more activity okay. um, because it's kind of back out there where people are talking about it again um, and people are realizing that, People are going to be carrying a gun without a lot of training, so maybe we should sign up and actually learn the laws and all that kind of thing. So it also sparked that interest of wanting to know what are the new laws coming out. So Okay, awesome. And and I can relate to that a little bit just in the fact that, uh, me too, my emails have kind of, I, I've heard, I thought they would just die off, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, I don't need to take this anymore. But now people are concerned about, well, just because I don't know, right. uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to get in trouble. Exactly. So, so um 
you teach, how often do you teach the concealed carry class? A couple times a month. I was teaching a couple times a week there for a minute, um, the zombie apocalypse of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I teach about two to three classes a month right now. Okay, two to three classes. And how often do you, how easy would it be for somebody that's listening right now if they say, oh, I really, I really vibe with her. She's great. I want to, I'm not as intimidated. What, what can I do to, what classes would you offer or talk to them about if, if they were interested? So I always hear people ask me, well, I think I should get a gun or learn how to shoot before I take the kids to carry class. Um, But I always tell people start there because we go over so many uh, things, um, different ways you can carry, different guns you can buy or how, you know, everything goes. And then from there, it sparks the interest of wanting to learn more. Um, So we cover so much in the concealed carry class. So I tell them to start there. And then from there, I do basic one-on-one shooters for brand new shooters that's never even held a gun before that's kind of who my passion is is to take somebody who's afraid to even handle one and be able to teach them and empower them to know um, that they can do it Um, it's so amazing to watch people go in there super intimidated and leaving giving high fives and feeling so amazing after so um, that and then also I teach them different ways to carry because I know so many instructors or if you go to gun classes they'll teach you from your outside the waistband holster, static and on a target. Well, for concealed carry, that's not always practical. So we have to talk about different ways to carry and some people have different limitations and things like that. So uh, I take, instead of say, carry your gun this way, I find out how they're gonna carry and teach them how to do that safely. So that's, I wanna, I wanna touch base on that because that is really important. I mean, every in every aspect that I've ever taught or um, been in a gun store or anything like that, for a guy, it's relatively easy. It's easier right. for us to carry a concealed right. firearm, right? Uh, for for the lady shooters, it is a different story altogether, yeah. right? With fashion, with what they're comfortable with wearing. Yeah. You kind of have to articulate that into that. So yep. how does that usually work as far as you as a lady shooter? Um, do, you, do you switch the way you carry based off of I what you're wearing? A little bit. I have a couple different ways of carry. And ladies, I know how to carry <laughs> in leggings. Okay, so that's one of in my... In leggings. Yes, sir. I have no idea what leggings are. You know, but, yoga pants. Oh, sweat I know yoga pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. I know yoga pants. I know pants. how to carry a gun in yoga pants, ladies. Do you so, really? Oh, yeah. That is a feat. I know. Right there. I know. Wow. So I like to I like to show women. I'll show up in different kinds of ways that I'm wearing just normal clothing and then show them where I'm carrying and everybody's shocked. So we can do it. It's a... it's. It is a little different for women to conceal carry. Um, our frames are built differently. Sure. Um, so I have different ways that people can do it. It's not just one size fits all. Okay, so. perfect. Um, so going off of that just a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more because this this comes up wherever I'm at. Like I've been in gun stores before and I've been just kind of walking around or I've been at the gun counter and I've been talking. And this happens all the time and i think this frustrates this frustrates a lot of guys that have people in their life that are shooters uh female shooters when the female uh when the lady walks up to the counter and they're like i want to look at uh, a 45 45 auto uh caliber and the guy behind the counter instantly is like that's too much gun for you let's let's get you on a 380 or, or even a 22. How, as, as a female shooter, how would you respond to that? I mean, you've been around firearms, you've been around calibers, you've shot different kinds. Right. How would you respond to that? Um, 
That's a, that's that's a question. That's a loaded question. At you. Yeah, I apologize. No, that's you're good. That's there, a so. that's a good loaded question for me. I am four eleven and a half, so I have little people syndrome. <laughs> so I've always wanted the big power, you know, just yeah. as that kind of thing. Um, so I would, I don't know. I think I would probably just laugh it off and just, you know. I'm really strong about this is what I want. But I also yep. tell uh, women when they go in to look at guns, you're going to have this gun counter person that's going to say, buy this gun. This is the best one. You'll go to a whole different store and they'll tell you, buy this one. It's a Ford and Chevy kind of thing. Yep. It's completely different. So I always just tell people, find the one that fits your hand because if they don't feel good, it doesn't matter what that guy likes or that lady likes. It doesn't matter. You have to feel good even before you even fire it. And us ladies always try to get the little teeny tiny ones. Yep. And that's the big thing, too, is to t remind them that they can be the harder ones to use. So <laughs> they can. Yeah, there's they're they're difficult. I've, <laughs> so. I've carried a smaller one. And yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Well, that's that is. That's great. So if, if you're teaching a class and uh, we're going to kind of go down that same road. So if you're teaching a class and one of your one of your students walks up to you and says, look, I've never carried one before. Uh, I'm brand new. Um, this one I think feels right. What uh, you've kind of touched base on, but let's go a little bit deeper. How would you, where would you start to steer them after they've taken the concealed carry class? So this is right after a concealed carry class. Somebody walks up to you and they say, okay, I want to do something more, but I don't know where to start. Right. Um, so the first thing I would do is I like to be able to put different guns in their hands, different styles, okay. revolvers, semi-automatics. Can they rack the stuff can they work all the features there's a lot of things to it and how much are you going to practice because some guns are really super simple and you can just have a little mi more minimal training mm -hmm. um, but some guns are a lot more complicated and so yeah. depending on the level you're willing to put into it is also going to be a question i'll ask um, if it's really just self-defense and you're really you're going to learn about it but not really practice all the time there's different firearms for that kind of thing Perfect. So, so uh, for those of you that are listening, what she's referring to is sometimes when you get a semi-automatic uh, firearm, you have you, you have the magazine, you insert the magazine, and then you have to uh, rack the slide or move the slide to the rear of the firearm. And that can be really tough sometimes. It really can. Even for, even for some fellas. I've had people come in the shop and they've been, um, they're like, oh, this is the one I read an article about. This is the one I want. Yeah. But then they get it and they just can't, can't. work that yeah. firearm. Yeah. So that's important. It is. It's huge. Um what do you carry most of the time? I want to ask that. This is my own personal curiosity. Which one? Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> so what's your favorite? What's I'm your go-to carry? So I'm kind of converting, but I'll have, I have a story for you. Okay, let's <laughs> start from the beginning. Right. Um, so when I started concealed carrying, I wanted a 45 because right. I'm like, you know what? It's a huge caliber for a handgun. And if I'm going to stop a bad guy, I'm going to stop a bad guy. Yep. So, and I also wanted the little teeny tiny one that I can conceal carry. Yep. So when you get a big caliber on a little tiny firearm, they kick like crazy. <laughs> they have a lot of recoil. Yep. So I kept trying and trying to really manage it. I got really good at malfunctions. Nice. Um, nice. So that, nice. and then I decided after doing some training courses, that uh, one of my firearms needed to be worked on. Um, mm -hmm. And so I couldn't afford my nice, pretty 1911 again. So I went, lowered my standards to a Glock. Ooh. I know. You and I, I might know. have issues right now. I know, I, I know. <laughs> so I actually loved that gun and I've been shooting it for about 10 years. Um, a Glock, just a nine millimeter, mm -hmm. has three times the amount of ammunition. Yep. Um, and then my son started shooting competition and they, my husband and him keep giving me crap about this whole Glock thing, right? Okay, so, all right. Yeah, and all I also right. have the Glock little 380. That's a super easy one to conceal. Yep. So I newly converted to SIG. 
I'm still, I know, I know. I feel like I'm cheating on my Glock somehow. <laughs> you kind of um, are. I want you to know that. You, you kind of are. In the I gun know, world. I know. But I'll tell you, my Glock is right next to me because we have some trust to build, the SIG and I. So I have right. the, the 320 compact because that's a tiny little yes. handle for my hand. Excellent. And then we got the 365 for concealed carry. Oh, yeah. How yeah. do you like the 365? You know what? I just got it, and okay. I haven't even fired it yet. No kidding. Yeah, I have I just got it. Okay. Yeah. So new, so new, new, new to that wow. one. I've had the 320 for a couple months now, and it also has the red dot on it, so that's different Okay. too, but yeah. it has iron sights that co-witness, so different Perfect. flat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So that will take so. a little getting used to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, so can people, uh, anybody listening or interested that, that or live around here or anything, like they can come in your shop? They can see what you got and hold any firearm that they got there? Yes and no. Um, yes, we're kind of a smaller firearms dealer. Okay. Um, a lot of the concealed carry stuff is really hard to get. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder why. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we do get a lot of stuff in, um, but I don't always have it all in stock. Okay. So. Okay. So we've talked a lot about a lot of different things, and I, I'm so glad you're here because there, there's. I'm hoping there's people that are listening at, at some point or watching this and saying, Okay, this is awesome. I'm a female. I want to get into shooting. I want to dominate this sport, and they're and they're doing some great things. And I really, uh, before we wrap it up, I want them. I want you to talk about how they can get a hold of you specifically, if that works. Before I get there, I want to ask this question. This has been something that's kind of so. Like when somebody posts an article on social media or uh, like a news article or something, and there there was one specifically, and I want to I want to get your reaction for this as a, as an instructor as as a shooter. Uh, there was um, a shooting incident where the police officer was um, required to uh, neutralize the threat, make the uh, security of the scene, right, to basically handle the situation. And a lot of the backlash came up. And one specific comment that makes me laugh, it comes up in every single one. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> when, once, I, once I give the comment, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Uh, it always comes up with um, this specific one was – the guy stated, uh, this officer's tactics are completely wrong. He should have just shot the gun out of the person's hand. Yeah. Shooting the gun out of a person's hand. I, I'm curious about your take on that. Okay. So I always, people always ask stuff like this. Should mm -hmm. I take a less lethal shot? Should I just injure them? Cause I don't want to kill somebody. Right. Um, the whole thing is, is when you're in a very scary situation, you're going to be very lucky to hit a body sized target. Yes. So the fact that you're even contemplating anything else tells a judge or jury you're probably not out of your mind in fear. Mm. Um, so you need to just, if your life is in danger, you just need to take, you know, the biggest target you can, at, which would be the body cavity. Absolutely. Stop your threat. Yep. And that, and that's exactly right. And I think that's that's important for a lot of people to understand is is when you're in a life or death situation, you always aim for the biggest, uh, the the more uh, target that you have. Exactly. And that's going to be the chest cavity. Exactly. So I love that. That's awesome. I, I always read that stuff and I get, get down there and I'm like. Yeah. Uh, I was here. Why don't I shoot him in the knee? Or <laughs> can I do a warning shot? I'm like, you're cold calculating, taking bullseye shots. You're probably not afraid for your life at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And let's talk, let's talk about sheer marksmanship. I mean, when you're in a stressful situation, we have um, all of our fine motor skills go down, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we're responsible for that round when it leaves. Yep. And so if I'm if I'm in a life or death situation and I pull out my firearm and I'm like, I'm going to shoot this gun out of this person's hand and I drop that round and I send it and the chances of me actually hitting that firearm 
but what happens if it goes, um, if, if I miss or what happens when I miss right. and it hits the 10 year old boy down a little bit. Yeah. I'm responsible for that. Right. Yes. And that's, and that's the harsh reality of carrying a firearm. It is. And so, um, I'm glad you said that because I've been talking to some people about this scenario specifically and they're like, well, no, I just fire a warning shot. I fire a warning shot over their head and let them know I'm serious. Oh, right. You You're like, you need to, you yeah. need to take more gun training classes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a good segue. So if somebody wants to take more training from you specifically, yes. how do they get a hold of you? Um, if they follow Cedar Post Pond on okay. Instagram, Facebook, um, cedarpostpond.com and email jill at cedarpostpond.com. And just to let everybody know, I am a new shooter turned to instructor. So I know what it's like to be intimidated. I know what it's like to not know anything. Um, I know what it's like to, uh, you know, worry about safety and all that kind of thing. So um, it's a really great class to come and learn with and, and be empowered by. Okay. And your concealed carry classes. One more time. How often do you, do you have a set schedule and time that you do those classes? I do for the most part. Um, but the best thing is if you go to cedarpostpond.com, okay. there is a calendar and you can even sign up for the classes right online right there. Okay. Awesome. We are, we're getting close. I wanted to spend just a little bit more, uh, just the, the tail end of this. I want to talk about firearm safety because that's kind of the whole reason for getting involved with this. Um, so, what does firearm safety mean to you on on a personal level? I know that's kind of I'm I'm throwing a new question out that we didn't, no, that we didn't talk about. What does that mean to you on a personal? Level? Let's let's start with a, something simple like firearm safety with carrying a firearm. It means everything to me. I think that's the passion of why I got into teaching is because when I started wanting to conceal carry, um, I was so intimidated by loading and unloading and not being safe with my firearm and then seeing avid shooters that were unsafe. Yep. So I always tell people a lot of times the brand new people tend to be more safe because they're really aware of what's going on and just seeing so many careless things happen. So it starts from the ground level. Um, okay. I think that people forget the basics and just learning how to safely load and unload and muzzle control. There's four basic safety rules yep. um, that you'll learn about taking the gun safety classes and those rules will save you every time. It's, they're basic, it's simple. Awesome. And it's muscle memory. And once, once you've gone through it a few times, you, it, like you say, it's muscle memory, you just, you just know how to, how to handle that. Yep. Do those safety rules change when you get home? No. Ever. Excellent. In fact, I always ask people, so your firearms are supposed to be pointed in a safe direction. Well, downrange, that's easy. Right. That's towards your target. Where's your safe direction at your house? So we talk about that. Dude, that is a good question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever asked that question. A lot of the time as instructors, you just assume that people will know, uh -huh. but they don't. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yep. Wow. And everybody's house is different. Some yep. people live on a ground level. Safe direction could be down. But what if you have an apartment below you? That's not your safe direction anymore oh. so that's wow that's that's whew, mind blown yeah. <laughs> already that's awesome good job on gun that. safety is my passion and that's why i love teaching people that's so. great and i'm so glad you're doing that yeah. I, i'm so glad that you're doing that um personal question sure open carry or concealed what is your preference and what do you like to see in the community um, I prefer concealed carry out in the community for a couple reasons. Um, I don't like other people to panic. Um, I also like the element of surprise. As a female, yep. I think people aren't automatically going to assume 
that I'm carrying. So um, I have the element of surprise. At our uh, gun store, I open carry because I feel like it's sure. kind of a deterrent. Yep. Um, so I open carry at my job and can still carry everywhere else. So it's situational. It is. I What you said, I 100% agree with. I prefer to see everything concealed. There's yeah. no need to advertise. Exactly. And, and there's always this certain person that, that I've noticed in certain areas that walk through and they're open carry and they're almost throwing their hip out like, yeah. This. Yeah. And it's like, okay, real gun guys. Compensation. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. For, thanks for having me. For coming out. I appreciate you. You're, you're amazing. You're doing great things, uh, especially in the community. And um, uh, real quick, people that want to get into maybe take it to the next level after they've talked to you and they've come and taken a class, where do you know of where they can go to to start maybe competition shooting? Yeah, so SUPS range, uh, the Southern Utah Practical Shooting Range, okay. um, we're going to be starting up some classes starting in June that's going to be intro to competition and all that kind of thing. And they're going to be um, putting that on the calendar at SUPS range, S-U-P-S range.com. Um, really minimal cost for competition training. Perfect. So, and I'm pretty sure Rowdy's range does stuff like that too, maybe. Uh, we do. Or yeah. some gun safety classes. Yeah, we float that around. So <laughs> thanks for coming, Jill. Yeah. Appreciate you. And everybody, lock up your firearms, be safe, have a good time, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Rowdy's Gun Podcast, brought to you by SweatSprings.com. And Rowdy reminds you, if you or anyone you know is having a mental crisis, please lock up your firearm and contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Like, follow, and share on all social media and podcast platforms. And until next time, this is Rowdy's Gun Podcast. This has been a production from a podcast studio.